I feel like I am the foil to the ADHD brain. Yes. No, it, it's really helpful when you're here to be like, and we're going to move on because we do that too. But mm-hmm. we're able to stop ourselves only repeating once because we notice we're repeating ourselves and go, okay, it is time to move on. Uh-huh. You notice it before we start. See, this is why it's great to have someone who doesn't have ADHD on this. Yes. Because you your need brains it. are firing way faster than mine and you just have like take after take and it's amazing where I have to take a second to think about it. Yeah. But your takes run on way too long and i'm like all right folks let's go yeah no i mean it it takes it takes all kinds of fruits to make a fruit salad as they say that's what they say i gotta tell you editing a podcast with two people talking was so different and upsetting for three people because normally (laughs) when there's three people talking there's two people laughing and i can then start the next dialogue a little bit into the laughter but when you're editing two people, you can't just like have them talking over each other. It needs to sound natural. And the only way is for like people to stop. So I have to literally edit like Bo going, ha, 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 ha. And then uh, me going, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> oh, and no. I have to find a way to just, no, it sounds natural once I'm done with it. No, but no. I thought it would no, be less work. Like I thought it would be less work. It's way more work. Yeah, this sounds because like I can hide a lot of the editing over the sounds of other people. Exactly why I had a script when I was doing a podcast that was just by myself. Oh God, yeah, you need that. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. I was like, otherwise, like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Also, it, yeah. it had to be scripted because I was doing research. But yeah. still, I mean, I guess it didn't have to be scripted. But how the hell else am I going to talk about research if it's not? I don't use down? a cheat sheet for podcast. I learn it and then I just have to do it. Well, no, because then it'd be Joe. Ro- I literally would be Joe Rogan then because I was talking about cults and yeah. it's like, oh, I heard this and it's just completely wrong because I didn't write it down. <laughs> I did That's have true. to edit some stuff out of the Bo and I podcast where I was just completely wrong about how nukes work. So I just chopped that out. Oh, so yeah. I wasn't just completely wrong. I was doing Joe Rogan shit, but But I cut it out afterwards Mm -hmm. because I'm like, this is incorrect in every way. Yeah. And see, and then Spotify doesn't give us fucking 12 million ass dollars. Mm -hmm. And we we fucking edit. They they don't even give us one. Well, that's that's only because we don't do the anchor ads, but I'll do ads for anchor. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I just don't think we have a listener base large enough to actually convince people to do it for money. And all these motherfuckers are broke. Yeah, but we love you anyway, because guess what? We're broke, too. And uh, it's like, you know, hundreds of people listening but it's like well if you're not in the ten thousand or plus range why am i even bothering to advertise and i'm like well i don't fucking know yeah Mm -hmm. fuck you and we're getting fuck advertising more people by the day (laughs) yeah well you know who advertised a lot apparently back in the uh the golden era of hollywood former first lady late first lady she's dead right it doesn't matter nancy reagan who she's not she uh, should be no, yeah, she she's not. She should be doing Joe Rogan shit already. Yeah. Twitter has brought up <laughs> the fact that uh, apparently back in the day uh, over on the Paramount lot, uh, Nancy Reagan was uh, the throat goat. The glizzy gulping goat. Yeah. Yeah. And she was called that because she was willing to chew on your can. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, well, that was a lot rarer back then, too. It was. They didn't even have lube back then. Oh, no, they didn't. They just had the condoms Crisco. were goat intestine. <laughs> No, it's again, hence the barbaric. Goat. Yeah, that's sorry. also why they call her that. It's it's sort of a triple entendre, you see. Yeah. Now the triple entendre but... was another one of Nancy's moves, and that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, she learned that uh, one in Gay Paris, and let me tell you, there's a reason why everybody's so happy there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the 1940s, and, you know, people are really historically happy in Paris then. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no records. I assume so, it's because they were too busy fucking to keep them. Yeah. In the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the reason why this comes up is because Ben Shapiro's sister, Abby Shapiro, classically Abby as she's known classically online. Classically Abby. What an awful name. Well, she yeah. did like a side to side comparison of uh, like a very unflattering photo of Madonna at 64 and a very flattering photo of Nancy Reagan at 64. Oh, I thought I thought the picture of. Wait. Well. Like, Did I only see photoshops of the Madonna half? I, it could have been like the because I think it was a screenshot that I saw and it could have just been like a like because there th- the thing is when you are when you've been famous since the 80s, there's unflattering photos of you. Like there the, are yeah. Yeah. photos of you. Yeah. 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 But All right, uh, I'm, I'm looking yeah, at Madonna, this, this tweet. By the way, she looks great at 64 because she's probably on like human growth hormone. Yeah. Total like, wood. Yeah. And like only eats macrobiotic or something only eats macaroni yeah only eats macaroni <laughs> well according to her like little breakdown during the first parts of covid she eats fried fish but my obsession with her instagram while she was slowly breaking down because she wasn't allowed to leave the house uh, mm. because of covid oh that's a different that's a different story this story is how she looks great at 64 and like nancy looks pretty good at 64 too but classically abby said that a sexualized life does that to you like makes you look shitty when wait really, wait i could like because i guess so I, in her mind madonna looked bad uh-huh. well, no, so i Somehow. pulled up the madonna tweet uh-huh. or the, the tweet with madonna in it now this is the photo i saw madonna looks incredible yeah yeah like this is not an unflattering photo the least flattering part of this is like uh you can see like the bed isn't made and like you can see a box of tissues and some cables that have been tied up behind oh, the bed. Oh no, a, a so, rock star is slightly messy. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-oh. And uh, I don't know, a, a cherub floating above the bed on the wall is a decorative object that looks like it's touching its nipples. No, that seems very Madonna. Yeah. Like, but yeah, so like a highly sexualized life apparently makes you look like trash, which honestly, if I'm thinking about it, if you're like having a bunch of sex, you probably look good because you're in good shape probably yeah also because you want to have more sex so you probably like take care of yourself a little bit you know have your tits up maybe work out a little bit maybe don't and it still works out for you yeah it still works out for you where but uh people pointed out and not just like young people but old people on (laughs) on twitter pointed out that um nancy reagan was very famous for giving the best blowjob back when she was uh nancy (laughs) davis i believe that was her maiden name fancy nancy Uh uh-huh i think that actually would have been one of her nicknames probably that's the kind of that's like the kind of dumb shit they would come up with back then yeah they called her like the golden throat or things like that which is like (laughs) but like here's the here's the thing like she had a lot of competition Uh, because like tab hunter was also known to just have like the best asshole like that kind of rocks yeah tab hunter oh my god do you not know about tab oh i love old hollywood and like how everyone had to like be in the closet but it was like an open secret like rock hudson Uh and everyone i love that shit because it's so like it's just so funny to me but also it's like like they don't build them like that anymore those like strong jawed sort of men who have like these boxy bodies and completely unflattering clothing like oh i love it yeah like (laughs) boxers but also they fuck each other yeah yeah well i mean unfortunately the only way you can do that is to like do a daily 
ritual of misogyny to someone. Like if you oh, yeah. want like early Sean Connery body, you have to disrespect women on a daily basis. That's how you get that look. <laughs> Listen here, Dame. If that bowl of cigarettes ain't ready for me and fried up, <laughs> there'll be hell to pay. Yeah. Before I go to work at the racism factory, you know, <laughs> like he's got a whole he's got a whole yeah. fucking routine. Like you yeah, like, like that that chiseled jaw, like like really just like firm and thin down the sides. That's from saying the words whore dame and bitch almost every day and like not you too could get it no not in a good way yeah like it can't you you can't enunciate it on purpose like you it just has to casually fly out of you yeah i think my favorite is there's like this picture of montgomery clift on the beach in just like the most unflattering like swimsuit like just swim Mm -hmm. pants i guess Uh, Uh and like he like the fucked up swimsuits they had back in that in that time he looks confused his hair is disheveled. He's like, I, I don't know what, like, he just looks like he's. It's like a just fuck me up kind of situation. Exactly. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love that sort of look. He's like, mm. but yeah, that that was her competition was uh, someone like uh, Montgomery Clift, who also famously uh, <laughs> ah, gay a and a little bit. Yeah. And a little bit of a goat. Throat. Oh, OK. Nice. I see what you're seeing in this person. Yeah. Just like look at that, like. Cro-Magnon brow. I, I'm trying to like this person reminds me of, <laughs> and then like the villainously someone. thin lips. He's kind of got. There's something about vibes, that. Yeah. You're into like the toxically masculine version of everyone in the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the Except guy for like Lana Del Rey twinks. Oh, that's that, that's this is this is no, their guy. This is yeah. this is yeah. a Lana Del Rey twink. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. This makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. Oh, these. Uh, uh, I like. I see what you're seeing, and I just don't like this person because I'm like, I would never want to be in a room with you alone. Like. Oh, oh no! My. I just, I just want to mm. fuck this person. Like. Th- okay. Like I know, I know this is like not. This is not boyfriend material. You're it. You're uh, just in it for the holes. Uh huh. Like yeah, you're famously, doing. You're doing the misogyny back, but like yeah. a special kind. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Famously, good. They famously, these. Uh, famously, these men were not very good. Uh. Uh, boyfriends all of these like hollywood types at the time who were in the closet just like a lot of infidelity not like open relationships just cheating on mm-hmm. each other we love and, like, and we lo- we stand these messy bitches to this oh, very day oh 100 like people think that like they have like messy bitchy twink friends now it's like it really wasn't like nothing compares to back in my day yeah. you did kiki t- fucking both ways uphill through the snow <laughs> already made a uphill both ways joke in the patreon but yeah you you pay good money for that one yeah you had to pay really good money for that god so great it's just good to know that we've had such like raw talent in the in the white house (laughs) such talent i live next to so much shit named after nancy and ronald reagan i'm in orange county and nancy reagan taught at whittier uh whittier college which is very near to where i live so there's a lot of shit named after them uh-huh. and it's ridiculous. So it's good to know that like those hallowed halls are uh, blessed with. Yeah. Just like I said, talent, the gift of technique. Yeah. Because like I've been known to fillet a pee pee every once in a while mm-hmm. to get you filled. And I only get compliments, which is great, mm-hmm. but I've never been called the golden throat. And now I feel like that's a title <laughs> I need to achieve. <laughs> I feel like that's like something you like get in a later Skyrim quest. Yeah. It's like an unofficial like <laughs> guild, but you know, 
It's, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, the golden throat. Like, one bard calls you in one tavern, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, I mean, that's the kind of thing you only really get credit for after you've died. Or, in Nancy Reagan's case, after you've become a complete piece of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I really think what you should do is spend your life trying to get a really good blowjob at every location that's named after Nancy Reagan. Oh, that'd be great. In honor of who she could have been. I don't I don't live that far from the Reagan Library. That's right. There's, there's great definitely start. A, there's definitely a wing named after her or something, right? Yeah, I mean really just if the it Nancy says Reagan, Reagan, just go for it. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's a good fuck you to Ronald too. Yeah. You should definitely always call Ronald Reagan Ronald. Like it makes uh-huh. him sound absolutely worthless as a human being. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'll go have I'll go have sex at uh, John Wayne Airport. Just because. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm going to throw it in classically Abby's face by having sex with Madonna. Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everyone. Welcome to another episode from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. I'm Dennis, he they. I'm Bo, he him. And Charlie is, is having sex with Madonna somewhere. right now. Yeah, she's having sex with Madonna right now. Right, she mentioned that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she is she, her. So, hey, we're all here, sort of. You know, <laughs> she'll be back. It's Ignore fine. the wet slapping sounds just uh, yeah. just in the you know far left corner of your ear. Yeah, it's totally we fine. Really, uh, <laughs> really fucking, what's it called when you do the like nifty like stereo effects for ASMR? Um, bullshit? Binaural. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's by not, but no, no, no by it's no, by no, oral. Right. There you go. There you go. That's yeah, better than what I was going for. Uh huh. <laughs> it, it wasn't that great, but it's fine. Um, I'm back. Oh boy, <laughs> how how was Madonna? Ah, oh, shoot, <laughs> I just owned myself, didn't I? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's the silence of people watching me shrink into a corn cob. I, you've said shrink into a corn cob more than once, and I, I don't know what you mean. I, I know you what don't, you mean, but I don't get where you got that, like that reference. Like you don't know where the reference is from. Cobbing. No, I don't, and it's very funny. I'm going to we're send gonna, it to we're you. Do a little bit of uh-huh. Twitter education. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's a meme fine. I know. Yeah, that's fine. Jesus Christ. Well, you've you've had sex with a celebrity, which is yeah. great. Well, we we're going to talk about celebs because they've been doing some dumb shit, which is like, I mean, it's pretty common, what else is new? but it's not very common to see celebs get into uh, multi-level marketing schemes, which are actually just crypto. <laughs> yeah. Celebs are getting into crypto now, but not the ones that you think. OK, I posted the meme for you in general. <laughs> OK. Oh, it's a drill tweet. Okay, yeah. Right. Um, so. Celebs are getting into crypto and NFTs for the weirdest reasons. Um, Sean Lennon. (laughs) Sean Lennon. That just sounds like a fake parody. Yeah, who's famously the son of... Yeah, I'm... Sean Lennon is my parody Twitter handle. Yeah. I mean, John and Yoko, I should say. Yeah, Yoko was involved. Yeah, she was there. I believe it's Sean Ono (laughs) Lennon, correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, Sean is uh, getting into the... In cryptos and NFTs... I guess to become more rich, I don't know, but he has a very interesting reason to get into this very specific NFT called Skullex mm-hmm. by uh, some asshole that I'm not going to name because I don't need you to go looking him up. No, this um, is all made up. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, his tweet 
is if you're tired of nauseatingly cute NFTs for little babies that look like they were made for the very first digital watch, it might be time to get serious and upgrade to SkullX NFT. Not for the faint of heart, hand-drawn digital demons from another realm. These this are is, this is Sans Undertale doing an uh, a Hago face. Yeah, this is yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a sex face. Particularly yeah. one of these is there's literally eyes drawn into the skull holes that are like, you know, closed and almost an enjoying stuff with the tongue hanging out. Like <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that skeleton is getting railed. Yeah. The other ones have explosive anime sun rays to indicate how goddamn orgasming they are doing now. I, well, I'm not joking when I say this is just like sans getting fucked or waiting for cum. Yeah, no, this, this looks horny. <laughs> This does like I've been playing a lot of Hades lately and the skull just sort of feels like Hades esque video game. So as soon as you said Undertale, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what this is. Uh huh. No, mm-hmm. this is or well, what's Sans brother's name? <laughs> Bo Papyrus. Oh, Papyrus. That's right. That's right. They were named after Fox. What's that Papyrus he do? Yeah, no. Yeah, this <laughs> looks like this looks like Papyrus waiting for come, which is just great. I, to be fair, this is not very babyish. This is quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a step up from, like, the ugly, like, paper doll art but, uh, most of those have. But what I hate is just, Not like, one, how, but... like, I just, like, talk about just, like, artistic integrity. Uh, I commissioned uh, I'm a Boy for another uh, D&D character, and he's taking his time. He's, like, you know, making some very wonderful art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very happy to have paid him the money because I like the idea of this character and I think it'd be cool and I love his art style. The, these NFT, like, artists, in quotes, just literally are doing palette swaps. Like, this is very easy to do mm-hmm. in Procreate, just sort of, like, drag and drop the color to the from the base one to the new one and there you go you have a new it, it's so lazy and well, yeah, i, hate I it. mean they're, they're commissioning people to draw ten thousand ahegao skulls like <laughs> you have to do a palette swap it, it's just like yeah. i fucking hate it it's so stupid yeah and it is so that i uh, charlie i i hope that you're not intimidated uh-huh. by this by this art though because it is very masculine it's incredibly masculine <laughs> the thing <laughs> is that crypto and nfts are just are such a boys thing so i'm glad oh, yeah, yeah. i'm glad that someone like reese witherspoon is girl bossing it up she's girl bossing it like you wouldn't believe yeah just promoting women of color who are making nfts it's really oh, great oh okay you were doing a misogyny to me to transition i get that's acceptable <laughs> yeah we love doing misogyny here i love doing a misogyny do you have anything for me that has a little bit less like pink tongue hanging out getting absolutely railed by a cock kind of energy because like that's far too that's boy shit do you have uh-huh. like oh i don't it, know do i have a bomb with uh eyelashes and a little mole and lips against plaid yeah yeah do you yeah i got that it's right here in general oh, no. if you want to see i found it in <laughs> my comments we, we had an nft but it was <sighs> pink this is not great no. What, so, so what's what, Reese Witherspoon got to do with this? Reese Witherspoon has been promoting NFTs for ladies. Ah, like, it, because, why? like, well, because, you know, it's such a boy's space. It's such a boy thing. You know, women are getting left behind in the whole, you know, 
destroying the environment thing. Yeah, I really, <laughs> you know, I think Reese Witherspoon should probably look into the comment sections of these and just see how many women are just not participating. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe are... maybe there is a, a reason women aren't super into NFTs, and it might be that it's the guys who are. Yeah, uh, they're, right. break, um, they're breaking. They're breaking. They're good to be around anyway. I mean, did y'all see the fucking uh, pictures of that bored ape, like, get-together? Oh, yeah, I did. It was... No? What the fuck? Yeah, they were, like, all, like, oh, God. All these NFT guys are, like, the same, like, dude who looks exactly how you would expect them to look. And it's, like, three riffs on that same character. It's really bad. Yeah, no, it's... It's bad. Okay, the last link that I had, though, that literally is from a 12-year-old, so... Like, I can't be too mean. I'm going to make the episode art for this because all of these are in Bricks of Nine. I'm going to make it like a Brady Bunch of shitty NFTs with <laughs> someone. I, I don't know. Sean or Reese in the middle. It, perfect. But like, <laughs> perfect. I think what's worse is that Reese Witherspoon is coming from this liberal perspective being like, you know, there are not enough women and people of color represented in NFT. And it's like, we don't need that. We don't like it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, there's real shit happening and you're concerned about like this funny money that's destroying the planet and like artistic integrity mm-hmm. yeah. not having enough people of color and women in it. Yeah, let me let me describe this Reese Witherspoon tweet here. We have a three by three grid of presumably woman faces, I believe this is supposed to be in. They have really, really long necks like like their faces, the top like third of the square and their neck right reaches all the way down. So it's like three, it's like twice the size of their head, which is really fucking weird. But I guess that's artsy. Now they've got all sorts of different skin colors. They're all here. There's eggshell, pink, uh, brown, black, uh, green for some reason. I don't care if you're purple. Mm-hmm. They're all femme and wearing lip color, but they've all got different lip colors. They've all got different kinds of hair. Some of it's like natural afro. Some of it's you know, blonde and straight. And uh, one of them right in the middle here has two like puffy uh, Afro puffs as they're called or space buns. Okay. Space buns. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's delightful. It's a cute name. That's a delightful name. I love it. So yeah, space mm-hmm. buns and a, a Frida Kahlo unibrow because there's your, your cultural signifier <laughs> that this is the liberal shit, you know, is right. The Frida Kahlo unibrow can I appear mean- on any of these NFT women who have necks that will literally snap in half. An Austin gift shop that makes its entire rent just off of selling socks. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. To be fair, the, this very childish understanding of the world and money and how it goes is, I think, not, like, my only excuse is, is this art is from a 12-year-old. <laughs> so, Wait, like, really? I, yeah, yeah, this one's fine, I guess. Like, she's 12. No, oh, yeah, like, there it is. Uh-huh. Okay, that's Ny- fine. Nyla Hayes. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't... Uh, I think it's child abuse to get a 12-year-old to draw an NFT, frankly. Oh, yeah, no. I, I think, think it's child abuse to get a child anywhere near people who oh, make it. I think it's, that is... actually is probably a potential, I don't know, federal crime, actually. But, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm totally okay yeah. with this 12-year-old, like, making these long-necked people. Like, that's fine. No, I actually have a problem with, like, but 12-year-olds, the... m- like, monetizing their art. That's that's, a... that's the issue that I got to, Charlie. Like, if she just wanted to draw and get famous for drawing these long-necked people, that's fine. But, like, mm-hmm. the whole monetization thing and, like, again, spinning it as this girl boss moment, I hate that. Also, <laughs> I, uh, who? Like, 
Who? Who is this yeah, for? Yeah, this Who is, is this for? Artist in residence for Time Pieces, a, a Time magazine related thing. Um, which Time is owned by uh, Warner, which is owned by AT&T, which mm-hmm. has helped uh, fund a whole bunch of homophobic rhetoric from uh, OAN and Newsmax, mm-hmm. if we uh, recall correctly. Oh, they love OAN, yeah. Keep that in mind that, you know, all this money is going back to that sort of shit yep. you gotta manufacture the consent somehow you know it's just such bad art too like like i don't want to be mean to this 12 year old but i do want to know be that other art exists well i mean like yeah like i'm, I'm talking just nft art generally like, oh yeah yeah do they just not know yeah know? i mean that's why i like again to talk about i'm a boy like like his art is amazing we've commissioned him for our D podcast that that fucking looks great and yeah. we even have like bust portraits for like you know jrpg sort of like cutscenes. they're great and he took time and it's effort and they i don't know i felt really good giving him the money knowing that uh time and effort was was put yep. into these uh yeah you know yeah. like and that's another thing i mean it's been pointed out a million times uh and the people who need to hear it obviously aren't going to listen but like if you want like your own art that you can say, oh yeah, this is mine. This is cool. Like just pay an artist to draw f- yeah, something for just, you. It's a really good feeling. Yeah. Artists. It, it really is because like you kind of, you work together. Like I'm not very good at drawing, which is why I've commissioned people to do. I'm more in the graphic design yeah. sort of space. I did do a little bit of illustration, but I was just never very yeah, okay. good at it. But like, so I'm not, I'm not very good yeah. at it, but I like have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of D and D characters that I'd like to see little trading card versions of them. Just commission someone. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a lot of fun. You work together. I'm sorry. It's not that I'm not listening. It's that I'm trying to figure out who Nyla Hayes is, the person who did the things. And all I've learned is that she made like three and a half million dollars selling this shit uh-huh. to time or someone else. And it makes me mad. I'm just mad about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see the total absence now because I I mean I remember a certain time on the internet and I mean honestly I kind of feel that I probably got the tail end of it. Uh, the kind of guy who just like is like super like fucking hardcore on Creative Commons and everything being open source and like right click saving. It's not like you know I can like reach into your website and play with its guts. I don't want to fucking mm-hmm. use it. Like whatever happened to that kind of guy? I guess that's kind of a relic of web. Uh, yeah, Web the weird thing is huh? that those I feel like those older guys are now NFT people. Like, cause that that used to be a very libertarian. Yeah, a lot of them are so, like not particularly online. I want to yeah, I, I point out, like your Trent Reznor's, your fucking I don't know if Trent Reznor's one, but Serge Tonkin, yeah. great example. Like, I don't know how actually like internet right. build or computer. But like that was, that whole like that used know? to be like a libertarian thing, but now the libertarian thing is. The NFTs. Oh, that's what you're saying, yeah. Right, what you're watching here is our generation's shift from everyone doing free love, taking a lot of LSD, being against the Vietnam oh War, into god. we're going to become uh, 80s capitalists. Yeah, yuppies. But, oh my god, yeah. you're right. Yeah, no, this wow. is our generation's yuppie transition, and the reason it feels so shitty and cringeworthy and makes you laugh hysterically at it is because there isn't, like an economic structure backing the ability to actually make this money. Like it's pure gambling. Like they're gambling on the idea of being a yuppie and like 0.01% of them are winning. And those people are, are trying to steer the course of things. It's just, these people are LARPing being boomers fundamentally. No, you're right. Oh God. That's real fucked up. (laughs)
Ugh, that is terrible. Yeah, that's what we're seeing, and it's only going to get funnier from here. I don't even know what to make of that. Yeah. Like, oh, I just bought a yacht in the metaverse. Uh, right. With a million dollars. That's literally not a thing you can do in a real Great world man. if you're Have younger you than 50. Have you Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're creating oh, the met like literally the millennials are creating the metaverse because they realize how much money Gen Xers will drop on stuff in it mm-hmm. in order to pretend mm-hmm. to be their parents and then they'll die and we'll all be fucked and have burned down most of the rainforest. But you know that's that's a that's a, a a tomorrow us problem. <laughs> like I said before, our our future definitely is Cowboy Bebop, even with the. The colonization of Mars and stuff like that, because the rich people just need to escape Earth. Oh, I am absolutely waiting for, like, you know, some weird QAnon fucker close enough to the president that they nuke the moon because they think China's building a base on it, and it just shatters it into the sky, and it periodically rains down like in Bebop. Oh my god, but the the thing is, yeah, but here's the thing, they're gonna call that guy Piccolo, because that's what Piccolo did in Dragon Ball Z. Well, yeah, I yeah, hate this. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm one. I'm moving to Mexico at that point. Like that's just, and then and then getting uh, to Cuba somehow. Like I'll feel safe there. You all can join me on the boat. We're um, allowed to join. Every time you think about a future, we're allowed to join you up until the point you have a safe and comfortable life. At which point you've like either I don't know what well, you've done to us. We're either dead or like this is like I've some sort of like you. secret plot to get us to just to exploit us or something. No, I've eaten you. Well, this is this is just <laughs> I'm doing white slavery. That's yeah, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. I keep getting <laughs> that vibe. It's a living. I just kidding. you won't even make it sexy for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got you know it. It's, it's gonna be. Sexy. Yeah, don't worry. It's yeah, yeah it'll be a little sexy. It's gonna be tasty. I, I just don't. Like, think, I don't think you've like got you it. Could, I don't think you've no, got it. Like, in here's you. the thing: you could build my boat in a in a French made costume. How's that? That. Yeah, I was. I stand by what I said. You don't get it. You're not getting it. <laughs> I don't think a French made costume is OSHA compliant. That is incredibly no. like not OSHA not certified. Expert, Do you know how many frills <laughs> will just get sucked into that machine? <laughs> Be- oh, being God. chipped to death in a wood chipper by being pulled in by a feather duster chained to my wrist. Oh, God. Going ooh just... the whole time. <laughs> Her last words were ooh woo. Oh, God. I only say that you could join me because I don't know how quickly you're going to learn Spanish. I just got to like focus on it a couple months and then there you go. I'll be back to conversating again. I can like talk about like construction <laughs> shit and like a couple dirty hey, words and that's it. That'll get you a long way in, in Mexico. I yeah. Feel. I will not do good at learning a language until I hang around people who only speak it and can just sort of demonstrate it for me on an ongoing basis. And at that point, I'll learn it like, probably this, in a couple of that. months. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Spanish, uh, Mexican Spanish is so great because it's just so vulgar all the dick, time. Dick, and dick, everything dick, is, dick, dick, dick. yeah, everything is fart, cunt, or dick. Yep. That sounds like English also. Well, it sounds like our podcast, honestly. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I'm really relating to. Critical support. Hey, stop scratching up the couch. <laughs> to yell at the cat. <laughs> Sorry, you have to yell at Sam not to do that. Yeah, I have to yell at Sam to stop <laughs> scratching up the couch. Don't, um, no, no, throw up on the hardwood. Do not, not on the couch. Not on the couch. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of do not, do not cross <laughs> the picket line. There you go. <laughs> what a... There you go. Yeah, you got it. You really hey, cram that, that in there. That was, 
That was smoother than 80% of Zach's, and I will stand by that. A low bar you've cleared with passing colors, yeah. <laughs> flying colors. Sorry, yeah. I dissociated Zach. for a second thinking about that transition. <laughs> yeah, Zach's segues. <laughs> oh, yeah, but when when you say them, you sound like you're earnestly trying. I One of the things we got to respect about Zach's form is that, like, they're distancing themselves from what they're about to say to get us to the next oh, because, topic. Yeah, because you've got it. It's called being irony poisoned. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're no, not. I'm, I'm doing the classic, like, I am, this is a bit. I am a character playing this. I can uh, feel the podcaster. dripping off of you. Mm-hmm. I'm Stanislavski method when it comes to transitions. Yeah. And, and you don't even like the mountain goats. Come on. <laughs> and I'm Shlevo Zizek uh, method when it comes to transitions, <laughs> which means I, I tell some harrowing, like, oh, yes, when we were as children, a joke we had is uh, we would tie our legs together and attempt to roll downhill, and whoever was the most bloodied got to, <laughs> I don't know, like go into the woods and kill a stoat. <laughs> God, this is. God, I'm glad I don't listen to Zizek. I'm glad enough. I didn't do the accent that whole time because that would have murdered me. Mm-hmm. I would have murdered you. I see there's a new Chapo Zizek episode, and just every time Zizek is on that podcast, all like two or three times, whatever it's been, just the description of the episode makes me hate Zizek. But then, like, I listen to it and I'm like, okay, this is more reasonable. And I'm like, oh, you're just a fucking like philosophy edge lord. I hate you. Yeah, that's his yeah. whole uh, his whole. Definitely. I don't like that. It's still just being an edgelord. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's bad. <laughs> no, it is. Zizek is not good. He's just too online and also yeah. knows every philosophy word, which is a bad combination. Yeah, if you yeah. know who Lacan is and you're too online, uh, you cannot be trusted. But you know, If you're a philosopher and like the first podcast you appear on is Chapo, that's a problem. I'm fine if you appear <laughs> on podcasts all the time, but like if that's the one... Also, Zizek debated Peterson. Like, come on. That's not even, like, worth your time. Oh, I mean, no. the, the dude, it's just clout chasing. Don't fairness, chase clout. In all fairness, the dude did go into, like, a months-long benzo hole uh, because of that. So I thought, I think that is worth the... Uh, oh, that's true. That's, Zizek that's did really the, make the clout. Uh, you have to cash in for that, yeah. You know what? Not wait, the hero we deserve. Wait, who was in a benzo hole? Peterson, Peterson, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's cool, then. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan Peterson was so addicted to benzos that he escaped to Russia to do uh, yeah, I, to go into a medical coma. I, I, so I could, remember that. Uh, get off of that. Yeah, no. That's how much he made, uh, Zizek made Peterson question, like, you know, metaphysics. Oh, okay. Pretty okay, no, I can respect that. Considered. Like, Zizek is an edgelord, but the kind of edgelord who kind of, like, he knows enough philosophy to know what, like, Peterson's underlying, unshakable belief is, and then he just goes for that and just throttles it until Peterson falls apart. Uh, yeah, yeah I never actually watched the thing, but from, from the memes I saw, that seems to be how it went down. That yeah. I respect. I respect that. I only watched, like, 20 minutes of it before I was like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself if I keep listening. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like what Peterson felt. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. You, you had the right takeaway. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to talk about <laughs> Kellogg's worker striking. Cool. Yeah. I was about to say those motherfuckers uh, right before you said workers striking. And I was like, oh, no, never mind. Uh-huh. How, how dare they? No. They gatekeep my snacks and my treats. <laughs> well, this comes from The Verge and uh, Mia Sato. Thanks, Mia. Thanks, Mia. Yeah. Redditors are spamming Kellogg's job portal to support striking workers. Kellogg's announced this week it would be replacing striking employees permanently which sucks, yeah. but Redditor's r slash anti-work is typically filled with horror stories that make you want to quit, not just 
your own job, but strangers' jobs too. Yeah. The underlying <laughs> mythos of anti-work isn't just to be a place to vent, it's to push back on the idea of work as we know it. So it might seem counterintuitive that on Tuesday, a thread blew up that was urging members to apply for jobs, specifically <laughs> at the Kellogg's cereal plants in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Nebraska, and Tennessee to overwhelm the system. Basically, it's a DDoS attack mm. to just yeah. completely annihilate the website so people can't cross the picket line and Kellogg's can't hire scabs. Awesome. Yeah, I love it, it when this happens every time. And God, the more you digitize this process, the easier this shit becomes. It really is. Like, here's the thing. Like, don't cross the picket line and try not to eat anything Kellogg's. It's really hard because you realize... They have like, all sorts of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I have some Morningstar stuff. Thankfully, though, I did get it at the discount grocery store, which means Kellogg's didn't actually get any money from it. Cool. Mm. So I got this like two and a half pound bag of vegan um, pizza bites <laughs> for like seven bucks. Love me some vegan pizza rolls, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, they're so good. But um, like just do your best not to cross the picket line and buy There's anything from Kellogg's. Of, but this of is what all it is. Yeah. 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 But this is an awesome story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do do your best. But at the end of the day, like you're going to have a hard time not eating their shit because, oh, wow, the reason they have this much power over this many workers to this level of cruelty is because they're such a fucking monopoly and have so much goddamn money yep. and own yeah. so much. The, the the crueler that they are, the harder it's going to be to boycott, which is why we really focus on, like, what if the workers just stopped producing for them? Yeah. Actually, what if, actually do your part and apply for one of the jobs and bring the yeah. website down again. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put the link in the description to apply yeah, just, for a job at Kellogg's. Yeah, just destroy that website. Yeah, hey, yeah. If, uh, if, if, if you can get my buddy Alan Smithy hired, uh, I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> yeah, just pick any, like... Yeah, get Mickey Mouse hired at Kellogg's. <laughs> Just pick anyone. If you have enough free time and they're doing Zoom interviews, go through the entire process and let them hire you uh, as a fake name and then don't give them any of your information. You As much time oh, as you yeah. feel like wasting, do you like do it. do like a silly it. voice. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. do like a clown voice. Actually put on like... Put on like a voice modulator or something. Take a box of, I don't know what cereals they own, frosted mini wheats, like cut out Probably. two eye holes in it and like a little, little hole for your lips and wear it over your head the entire interview <laughs> and tell them how much you love their shit and just have stacks of empty boxes littering the floor behind mm -hmm. you. Perfect. Make like a little bikini out of like, you know, <laughs> cereal bowls and, uh, you know, start pouring milk on you in a very sexy way uh, as you like eat Kashi. Yeah. Tape a spoon to the end of like a scepter or whatever you got, like a pole and just declare yourself the Lord of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, I know this is like a dumb joke, but like. It's going to be really easy to boycott eating Kashi because yeah. everything that they make tastes like cardboard. Yeah. It's so bad. Just don't eat that shit. It tastes like cardboard. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I get it. Sometimes you just want a thing that tastes kind of like like cardboard. like sugar sprinkled on pure fiber. But, like, I don't know. Put a little honey on some grape nuts or whatever they don't own. I don't fucking like, know. Like, buy in bulk some granola. It's cheaper. Yeah, just get some, just get some like, rolled oats and, like put a little bit of like yogurt or water or something in there. And then in the morning, uh, pull either. it out with some like fruit in it. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. There you go. You got it. You, you got this folks. We know that you could feed One, yourselves. Two. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing fucking 
Blue's Clues for eating breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I... no- notice my marked <laughs> silence as I just kind of agree with y'all, ignoring the, the <laughs> yeah. or four uh, I would have for breakfast for a while in my life. <laughs> I, I was well. See, I was actually just about to defend you and say no. We shouldn't make fun of too many people. Like not eating breakfast is like the number one American food brainworm. I would say next to like many eating disorders, which I would say that's probably an eating disorder and not eat breakfast all the time. But like, yeah. you know, yeah. But like sometimes I'm just not hungry like if you're not hungry and you still experience hunger on a regular basis you can eat when you're hungry but if you yeah. s- stop eating you lose your body's hunger signal and then you're just like well i must not need to and that's not correct yeah you're right but like also i'm not hungry Are, do you have food <laughs> have you made it so that you don't feel hunger signals dennis you know what? We'll talk about place, this some other time. Do you have eating problems? I think we could hash this out right now. I'll <laughs> just, just saying. Yeah. No. We'll 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 diagnose me some other day because. Okay. I, well, you call you call me off pod if you want. That's okay. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> okay. I actually I do have to like this is a legitimate uh, like I had to include these two stories. We do yeah. have some like sad stories. I couldn't ignore these and I just wanted to talk about them because they're, they're really bad. You know, this is your dose of uh, sad stories, mm. uh, but don't worry. We, we close it up really nice. We got some rad to counteract um, the sad. Yeah. Okay. So, so after this cool story of Kellogg's, we're diving into some absolute bullshit. Yeah. Indeed. Like really bad. Okay. Well, good on, um, good on Kellogg's. I love it. Well, not, uh, good, not on Kellogg's. Kellogg's. good, good, good on, good on <laughs> fucking up Kellogg. Sorry, there I need we to be go. clear yeah. here. Ed, ed, there edit that out and don't clip it to make it seem like I support them. <laughs> sure. There. Eight. See, see that uh, this is the problem. I'm too communist. I said good on Kellogg's and I pictured in my mind a field of workers doing actual work, refusing to do uh-huh. so. And then I'm like, ah, shit, they're not, be pretty they're not Kellogg. That's no, that's the future we want, not the one we have. Right. So <laughs> this uh, this next story comes from the Savannah Morning News from uh, David Favake or no, not David Drew. Dr- Thanks, Drew. Drew. <laughs> Drew Favake. Oh God, this title just makes me feel uncomfortable. Operation Blooming Onion: Federal Indictment Reveals Modern Day Slavery in Georgia. Uh, yeah, this let is... me guess. QAnon people do not care about this human trafficking. Uh, yeah. Well, I've not I've not heard a single thing about them. So, according to a newly unsealed indictment revealed last week by Acting U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Georgia, David H. Estes, twenty-four people conspired for three years to smuggle Mexican and Central American workers and force them to work in brutal conditions on farms located across the world, including the southern, middle, and northern regions of Georgia. They were at a news conference in the what was that? Sorry, just try not to make light of it, but it's like ah, farms located across the world, including in all of Georgia, like frequently just mm-hmm. in Georgia. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a Georgia thing. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So. At a news conference at the K building, uh, Estes stood at a podium alongside the federal law enforcement officers who were involved in cracking the case. The 54-count indictment titled USA versus Patricio et al. discloses a federal investigation into what Estes calls modern-day slavery. Um, I really wish they did not call it Operation Bloom and Onion. Yeah, right? Really silly Jesus. fucking name for what this is. Yeah. Right. The reason why is because it was an onion farm. Yeah. But like, yeah. I hate that. Don't call it that. Um, the story goes on. The 24 conspirators over the years reaped more than $200 million for this illegal scheme. While during this time, there was reports of uh, at least two rapes during this time. 
And oftentimes these workers would uh, work hungry, if not given any food at all. Yeah, it says over 100 foreign workers brought into the U.S. to exploit and imprison them in inhumane conditions. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, exploit yeah, and imprison. Yeah, because essentially they'd be held at gunpoint, like, you know, like coerced physically, uh, coerced also like with, you know, having their papers taken or like a lot of shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty common. I uh, There's that famous story of Tyson Farms doing that to uh, migrant workers as well. Basically, the day after, mm-hmm. like, a very big day at uh, Tyson just murdering chickens, they just called ICE on the whole place. And uh, illegally, by yeah. the way, like, you're not allowed to really do that. Just call ICE on people who are working. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is why not only do borders suck, bosses suck, and borders and bosses together really fucking it's suck. It's a bad combo. story. So yeah. Much. Well, yeah. And, and you know what else it says here that's really notable to a lot of things we've talked about on this podcast is they're using a program that the U.S. has to bring people in as temporary contract workers. Like... <sighs> It's contract workers that allows them to do this with so little oversight. Go figure mm-hmm. that the same thing they use to fuck every other kind of worker they use to fuck this, like, very vulnerable kind of worker, especially hard. Yeah, in an incredibly vulnerable worker. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing about if, if you know something that's fucking someone over, like, say, being a gig worker, then that same thing... Just like take that and crank it up to 11 for, you know, if you are not a documented individual in this country, like yeah. whatever you're allowed to do as someone with documents, it's currently doing it to someone who is undocumented in prison. Like whatever thing it is they use to say you have less rights, that's yeah. being applied uh-huh. to them in a special way. It's it's kind of how like, you know, yeah. the minimum wage, it fucks you over. It fucks over people who are undocumented because it doesn't exist for them. It fucks over disabled people because there's just a different disabled minimum wage. Uh, that's like two yeah. bucks or less an hour or some shit. Like it's it, there's always mm-hmm. that extra layer all the way down because they don't forget when they fuck over the av- like the average person in this country, how to make sure it applies for extra extra cruel levels for everyone else yeah which is again why we need to understand the solidarity between all workers it's yeah. like it's highly important this this paragraph is kind of outlines the treatment of the workers the indictment stated that if a worker stepped out of line the conspirators threatened them with guns torture and deportation the conspirators kept the workers in cramped unsanitary quarters and fenced work camps with little or no food limited plumbing, and without safe water. The conspirators were accused of raping, kidnapping, and threatening or attempting to kill some of the workers or their families, and in many cases, sold or traded the workers to other conspirators. As a result of the workplace conditions, at least two workers died, according to the indictment. Yeah, it, it's bad. Like, this is terrible. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, they built a concentration camp, and then they... Yeah. To, to use another big structural <laughs> yeah. thing, it's like, yeah, when you pass something like NAFTA and you say money is allowed to freely move across borders, but people are not, this is what you get. You get concentration labor camps where they take people and they hold them at gunpoint and force them to uh, they, and they put them into slavery for as long as they need to pick the fucking onions. Right. And this is like not to get into the weeds of this, no, but weeds, this is do it. like. No, I mean, like, because we talk, we like, this has been talked over and over again, especially by me, I feel the reason why there are people who need to migrate to the United States to work on farms. Say this as many times as you need to never stop Mm -hmm. saying it. Well, yeah, it's true is because of the United States meddling in the elections of these places over the Uh years. Like this is all a direct result of capitalism and imperialism in these Central American uh, states who legally chose socialism 
or like kicked out the fascist dictators that were put in by the United States. Yeah, and this is neoliberal uh, plants at best, if not fascist dictators. Yeah. Or just literally we're like, we're going to grow our own food here because like, you know, yeah. Mexican or, farms yeah. for Mexico or something. And we're like, no, 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 we should own those. Yeah, no, no, like Chiquita Farms uh, or, you know, United Fruit. But in, in at least in most of Central America's case, no, full fascist dictators, yeah. you know, military uh, dictatorships just completely uh, killing peasants and indigenous people. Like, this is a direct result of that. And it's yeah. like, like, your solidarity also has to be international yes. because mm-hmm. and you you cannot be patriotic. No, you just can't be because this place fucking sucks. It's no, the worst. You, you don't. Like we you don't get this. to separate the concept of America from the all of the actions done in the mm-hmm. name of capital and the rich because this country was founded yeah. for the sole purpose of giving them a legal framework to justify this kind of genocide, cruelty, and exploitation. Oh, yeah. That's the point of the country. Yeah, the same slavery that this entire country mm-hmm. and really like, you know, the entire like idea of hey, let's let's spread this fucking empire as far as we can, folks. Yeah, like, like that's if, that's uh-huh. just the you know slavery bit y'all uh, listen you know whatever anyone has to say about the the usefulness of constitutions or not or whatever you know however you want to operate states and or or believe that we should work to dismantle them whatever you believe uh-huh. even if you're a fucking libertarian who's like the constitution is is a good thing that we should expand on if you see a country that has a constitution that says hey we're not going to answer that slavery question for like 20 or 30 years at least and then we'll see if maybe we should not have slavery you 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 have you like that one had just flat out you you don't get to say hey no no we can change it and amend it and make it better you have to tear it to shreds and start a new one yeah (laughs) you just even if you believe there has to be a constitution you got to just start a new one yeah also it's just so weird that the united states is one of the youngest countries but we have one of the oldest constitutions we don't change it we're standing firm in this one. No, yeah, these, yeah, these like, syphilitic dandies uh, figured it out back in 17-aught-nothing, <laughs> and yeah. uh, we who are we to question them? Like, France is on their, like, fifth fucking constitution. Yeah. Like, it's so wild to me that we're just like, no, we're, we're going to keep it. Well, uh, see, we, like, it's different when it's like, you know. We, we figured out the way to do it, which is you you create a cult, and then you base that cult on the exploitation of a group of people. You then continue yeah. inundating people with propaganda, use it to build the largest, like, uh, bloodthirsty military force you've ever seen, reward people with the riches of empire, and then just bombard them constantly, even as it falls apart with how incredibly free they are, so that, like, they see a picture of, like, I don't know, uh, like... A, you know, a machinist in Cuba or like a neighborhood in the DPRK that has like farms next to houses. And they're like, my God, these people are gutless peasants who don't understand how unfree they, they are. Where they keep their Funko Pops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like, they figured it out. That's how you do a fucking like empire. Like, that's how you keep a constitution. You yeah. do all of that plus yeah. the thing in the constitution that says, of course you're allowed to change it. You just have to, it's, I mean, it's really like, <laughs> I hate to sound like a, a mentally ill bisexual on Twitter, but like, oh, you found my tweets. It's, it's it's like standard abusive relationship practice where it's like, 
you let someone know that, of course, the things that bother you can change. All you have to do is go through this incredibly convoluted process that fights you the entire way. And once uh. you've done it all good enough, <laughs> then you'll get the changes you want. Like, that's why liberals fetishize the people who do their homework is they're like, we just need someone who's good enough at doing the homework and the incredibly complicated bureaucracy that you have to do on your own in this country. Because, you know, you go to the doctor and instead of being like, we'll have someone call you to set up an appointment, they say, I need you to set it up on your way out or make sure you set up the appointment to get your depression fixed. Like, yeah, because yeah. oh, that's God. what's really good for people with like executive function disorders. Yeah. Is, hey, we're going to have you fill out some forms, make some phone calls. Shit, you might even have to send the facts. <laughs> Won't that be fun? Oh, God. You like that, don't you, you little fucking piggy? I'm going to suggest that it is actually the fact that we have this much personal responsibility based bureaucracy in this country that we see executive uh -huh. function disorders existing i really think the majority of us like are being boosted in terms of executive dysfunction disorder by like ongoing and repeated trauma that we have to constantly be on edge and fight and just when we think we've got what we need to be okay like 10 more phone calls you gotta make five people who don't give a shit about what you're doing and your boss is literally yelling at you or you don't even have a boss because it's a it's an app and like like uh, that that's gonna fuck up your executive function and i really think if you just got rid of all of this stuff like a basic, simple level of bureaucracy is not hard for a human being to navigate as long as there's, like, one person you can call and be like, I'm confused. Yeah. That's, like, all yeah. you need. Like, fucking, like, it'll be, like, a solid, like, you know, 40k a year job where yeah. you are just, like, the bureaucracy buddy mm -hmm. for, like, you know, maybe, like, ten people. Yeah, this is very cyber sin. Yeah, no, you are the, you are the, uh, Nintendo Power video game tip line, but for, like, getting healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like no, honestly if that's yeah, the kind yeah, no, of like world 3 one where i have to take mario to the dmv is really fucking me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah if that's the kind of waste your society has that that ain't so bad you know like you can improve yeah. on that but that's a thing i believe you could improve uh, <laughs> right yeah well our next story is also pretty bad uh it's also working yeah. i sure know how to pick them I, to I told you i promise this is gonna be better i promise at the end it's you're gonna not be promising better, a better world you're just promising we're gonna laugh by the end again yeah we'll we'll smile that's for sure God. but this comes from yahoo news uh huff post uh from mary pappenfuss that's not your real name that can't be real last <laughs> uh, anyway I, thanks, i'm trying mary. desperately to not do the misogyny make a pappenfussy joke <laughs> i was just thinking of nancy reagan again <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of, i'm just thinking of pap smear and anything with us at the end of it now says ussy because you yeah. you all have done that to me <laughs> you peel yeah. bo specifically yeah well like let's not name names now all right <laughs> yes i'll take credit but anyway from that very light note to this terrible headline workers trapped after illinois amazon warehouse collapses in severe weather Oy. At least one person has reportedly died inside an Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville, Illinois, after a roof and other parts of the building collapsed, and up to 100 workers became trapped as violent storms, including a tornado, ripped through the region on Friday night. Dozens of other people were trapped, and at least 50 feared dead after t tornadoes hit a candle factory in Mayfield, Kentucky, and a nursing home in Monette, Arkansas, where at least one person was killed. At least three storm-related deaths were also confirmed in Tennessee. Law enforcement authorities called the Amazon warehouse incident a mass casualty event, according to reporter Jenna Ray at KMOV-TV in St. Louis. Up to 100 people were believed to be inside the building working a night shift during the holiday rush at the time of the collapse. 
Ray reported late Friday that about two dozen workers were transported from the facility on Madison County transit buses. A medical evacuation helicopter arrived on the scene shortly afterward, and excavators were still removing debris as the search and rescue operation continued early Saturday. This is not here on this Yahoo report, but from some tweets that I had seen the uh, the workers, oh, yeah. apparently they were told that they could not leave. I like I can't corroborate this. I can't find those tweets. I looked at my likes. I saw quite but, a few people, you know, uh, in the comments. Like the the Amazon spokesperson who, as I saw from a tweet, didn't even bother to show up to like the press conferences about this, was on Ugh. Twitter being like, mm-hmm. "We're so horrified by this incident. We wish everyone the best." And there were many people in the comments who were saying, "Then why were we supposed to be at work that day?" Like. It yeah. sounds like it was mm-hmm. from people who were like, oh, if you're so sorry, this knowable tragedy occurred because the sirens were going off. There was a tornado warning. There was forewarning of this by some amount of time where they could have left or gone to a shelter. As many other people were pointing out, a Midwest facility should have tornado shelters in it by any basic safety standard, because right, even if it's just one tornado a year. There's still a touchdown a year, even if it's a small number, that's the one that'll kill people if you don't have a fucking mm-hmm. shelter, which most other places mm-hmm. that were nearby that got hit did if people were in it. That's like how people survived in other locations. But I, I, the whole reason I said all that was just to point out that there were people in the comments of this Amazon spokesperson who I can't verify they work in Amazon, but they were saying we, as in we are Amazon employees who were told we have to go into work anyway. And I fully believe those are people who at least work in that state, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, this is um, this is uh, Ken Klippenstein's tweet. Uh, Amazon executive sent thoughts and prayers to workers stuck in a company warehouse following tornado warnings. Six are now confirmed yeah, dead. N- so. There is nothing more fucking bleak this future than a spokesperson of a company sending thoughts and prayers to people who are actively trapped and dying under the rubble of the warehouse they collapsed. It's literally a fucking triangle shirtwaist fire, and the triangle shirtwaist representative is tweeting to the people pounding on the doors to get out, my thoughts and prayers are with you as this hopefully future preventable accident is not repeated. Well, like Beth Burton pointed out that Amazon workers aren't allowed to have cell phones with them while they're on the floor of the warehouse, so... Even if there was an emergency, they wouldn't have been able to hear it because their phones would have not been on them. Right. And the bosses um, they wouldn't have- are just like expected to like notice the cell phone thing. Like the, the overseer at the plant pulls up and says tornado may touch down. And they're like, yeah, that's probably not about me. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it's OK, though. They did send a reindeer to the warehouse. So everything a fine. reindeer, a, a reindeer. Huh? What is the sentence yeah. you just said to me? They sent a reindeer <laughs> to the warehouse, I guess. To do what? Like fly away with pieces of debris attached to it to help with the the excavation? I think this was prior to the um, to the tornado touching down. Oh, okay. That would be tornado. incredible if they if they just sent it after <laughs> you know, Christmas cheer. Weak. Yeah, yeah. This is... having a pancake cookout next to the rubble for all of the incredible workers who are still trapped in there. Uh-huh. There's a dunk tank. There's like, you know, like your kids <laughs> can get their faces painted. Your yep. kids can take a picture uh, standing underneath looking like it's about to collapse on them. Some of the rubble that is already oh, yeah, dragged yeah. out. It would be incredibly tasteless. Something incredibly tasteless. Look, I'm pretending I'm being crushed just like daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And with Amazon's new... Child labor program, you'll be well on your way to a long career of crushing uh, 
Uh, poor choice of words. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I'm, yeah. I'm looking. Also, uh, These... yeah, a little uh, Amazon side before we move on too. Uh, they are being allowed to redo the uh, union vote in Bessemer, which uh, hopefully will be subject that, to that is hey. less, uh, yeah, less fuckery this time. This fucking collapse better be a significant influencing factor in people's decision to unionize. You right. would hope so. Well, yeah. well, that, well, that's actually a really good transition to our last story, like the vote for union unionization, because. This comes from News 10 ABC in Albany. Um, Nick Veronica, thanks Nick. Slamming union busting effort, two more Buffalo uh, Starbucks localizations join unprecedented push to unionize. Yeah, earlier this week, there was a Starbucks in the Buffalo area that voted to unionize, and it's the first one in this country to do so. I guess the big effort now is to work with the union rep to get a contract written up that hopefully will be a mm-hmm. contract that could be used throughout the United States at Starbucks's and hopefully even other stores. I, I hate to say that, like, I, I don't know, because, like, so I definitely want there to be, like, industry and sector-wide bargaining so that, like, when they get a contract, it applies to anyone in their particular mm-hmm. position. Uh-huh. And that's really hard to get right now. I do think that, interestingly, I think the second best thing might be you're allowed to unionize a single Starbucks and then every other Starbucks is allowed to also unionize mm-hmm. on that same contract on those same principles, because it just, it sounds much simpler to get 10 people. Like when you work at a Starbucks, you know, everyone on the shift, it's like eight people, you know, because well, they yeah. make you, they make you get all their phone numbers. So if you have to call in, yeah. you have to call all yeah. down that list to fucking fill your slot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of doing your own bureaucracy for well, the sake of uh, rich actually, people. Actually, yeah. at Starbucks, and I only know this because it's a very similar thing, uh, the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, which is a chain over here. I think it's a global chain now. But um, you would get people to cover your shift uh, from different stores, even, as long as you were in the same district. Yes. So you know tons of people. So this wouldn't even just yeah. be store-wide. This could be, like, you know you know, district wide for these people. And these districts are huge. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely do that all the time with like all of these chains. And I'm like, Oh shit. If you can draw up a simple contract that applies to your chain and just see other people getting it done, like you, you might just unionize the 10 of you with the job. Like even if you have disagreements on politics and Mm -hmm. shit, and even if like one or two people, like you can have up to like four of the 10 people who work there, like, just be like really shitty libertarians who are like, no, I signed the contract and I'm free to sign whichever contract I want. And the other six people go like, yeah, and we're going to sign this one. Mm-hmm. Fuck with. Yeah. And then you just yeah. you get a union. Gotta love that like, 50 plus one, baby. Yeah. The percentage of the population who is like bad brain libertarian poisoned can literally just be dragged along by normal people who are like, yeah, I want more Yeah, pay, I work for a living actually. and yeah. it's hard. Uh, Kicking so and screaming. Pay me. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I look forward to like the stories in 10 years of the, you know, uh, 75 remaining Starbucks stores, which are staffed entirely by all the libertarians who have filtered to them and just how much worse it is. <laughs> That'd be so great. Now I'm yeah. sure there's a downside to unionizing this way. Obviously we want like the sector wide. It's, shit it's work, a little more if, vulnerable essentially. Yeah. 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 If the coffee shop gets mm-hmm. it, we want it to just apply to all coffee workers, whether or not they've chosen to yeah. unionize. Well, That's I mean, what the they idea. would do previously is they would just shut down the store, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if this if this ends up with, like, Starbucks shutting down every store because it unionizes, like, that's also that's not a bad thing. sort of yeah. a win. Because then all those people are just going to other places to work and unionizing that. Well, that's that's the move, right? Is That's why you have mm-hmm. the entire town do it rather than just, you know, like, 
you know, kind of kind of yeah. like they have. No, totally. Mm-hmm. Like again, this is not the best situation in the world, but also I'm thinking like I don't know. Yeah, I how mean, many stars, yeah, neither is how many stores will Starbucks United close States of America in 2021? The best situation in the yeah. world. So Starbucks workers united announced Wednesday that employees, which Starbucks refers to as partners, from Ooh. the Walden and Anderson locations. <laughs> well, they're location, partners now, whether they like it or not. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, from the Walden and Anderson location in Cheektowaga and Transit Commons location in East Amherst will also file petitions with the National Labor Relations Board to hold official union elections. The other stores seek uh, the other stores seeking to unionize are Camp Road in Hamburg, Genesee Street in Cheektowaga, and Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo. I guess if awesome. you're in northern New York, these are places that you would know. I have no idea. <laughs> It's an Albany expression. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy your steamed hams uh, along with the, some unionized coffee. It's great. Yeah. yeah. So the union's press release also lashed out at what is called an intense union-busting effort by corporate executives, including the president of Starbucks North America, Roseanne Williams. Fuck you, Roseanne. Yeah, fuck, you. fuck off. Yeah, eat shit, Roseanne. Um, so the day after the Starbucks partners announced last week that they had gathered strong majorities at three locations, Williams flew into Buffalo with her corporate team from Seattle and other areas of the country to launch an anti-union campaign, Starbucks Workers United claimed. The union said Williams and regional managers held listening sessions with local employees last week, which were described as em- to employees as routine, but employees found suspicious. A Starbucks spokesperson told News 4 that uh, listening sessions were normal occurrence and have been a foundational component of the company since the inception. The spokesperson added that the company has done more than 2,000 listening sessions across the country over the past year, including more than 175 by Williams herself. I don't, um, I don't, I don't think like that's, I don't think they'll, <laughs> I, I want to point out, like, this is a thing, like, where one of my partners works, where, like, they did their survey of employees during COVID, and they rated, like, how much do you feel like the bosses care about you and they were just abysmal ratings. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> and so they've, they've, they've launched a listening program to be more involved with stuff going on to figure out what they can do to be better liked. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you keep doing these listening tours where you're more involved and, and we need you to not be involved. Yeah. Like the less involved you are, the better. Yeah. Actually, uh, one of my roommates was also a Starbucks employee. And like after the surveys thing, this was a, like a thing so uh so starbucks workers united also said that partners at three stores that uh filed last week for nlrb elections were notified that they must attend mandatory one-hour meetings with management gee i wonder why yeah i wonder (laughs) i wonder how those meetings went what they talked Mm -hmm. about we're like family here we're like partners you know Uh uh-huh we we all fuck each other we're like partners Uh it's like no that's back of house that's between the you know fucking montague and capulet s front of house back of house uh, you know issue we're a polycule you're allowed to go work and fuck at any starbucks location you want but if you dare fucking go to any other coffee shop and work there or fuck there we will absolutely annihilate you you will starve not invited Uh like a polycule yeah that, isn't that how everyone does being poly, right? You know, just like you can be in this relationship with all 50 of us, but if you leave it, you'll starve. Yeah. You, you also, know, right? you right? have to give us right? at least like, you know, seven hours a day and we'll tell you when those seven hours are maybe two days before. Mm-hmm. I tithe 90% of my income to the polycule <laughs> and then they use it to buy me pancakes. And I assume that's how much pancakes cost. That's how it works. It's, that's just an economy, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's called market communism and we invented it to make our relationship stronger. And now no one leaves. <laughs> yeah. So I assume it's going well. Well, my my hope is uh, much like yours that like this is kind of just a blueprint. There's a ghost, yeah, haunting, haunting upstate America. New York. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 
<laughs> which is great. They're, I don't know who this ghost is or what they're doing, but they're they're haunting the right people, at least. The ghost of Christmas future, if you will. Uh-huh. Can I? So I, I looked up, Ro- well, it's, I assume it's Roseanne, but it says Ross Ann Williams. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's Roseanne. Uh, probably, but I'm going to say, look, it's, it says Ross Ann Williams, so... <laughs> What kind of fucking name is Ross Ann? Ross Ann Williams sounds a lot more butch and I'm very into it. Well, can I tell you about Ross Ann a little bit? Yeah, please. Sure. I'm going to drop a picture of Ross Ann in general. What do you, what do you think she looks like? Uh, Good question. I can't wait to have that question answered. Don't look her up. I mean, I'm just sorry. Ross I have... Ann, I imagine like a vest of some kind. <laughs> Uh-huh, like, a vest. Yeah, you're yeah. you're close. Or you you're know, closer. A vest, maybe maybe a wood cutting axe. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's real, real lumberjack gal hours. Uh-huh. Hey, Ross Ann. She has Cruella DeVille hair. She's a cross between Cruella DeVille and a closeted lesbian. Like, yeah, it's which like, on paper sounds pretty baller, but yeah. uh, you know, when it's yeah. Starbucks doing it, not so much. Yeah. So one of the things you can do with people online is like, so if when you smile, if you show both your top and bottom teeth, you're straight. But if you only show your top teeth, you're queer. Yeah. Like you, you can take that to and the with bank. Her wow. Thin villainous lips. It's really hard not to show both sets of teeth. And she's so close to not showing the bottom ones that you like it. It gives me claws and yeah. vibes, but she does. <laughs> anyway, she looks like she's kind of she, you know, she's gray, curly hair, very like thin, extremely white teeth and skin. That's not all. It's uh, extremely white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing a, like a blazer. You could easily see her wearing a vest. She, you know, she's just I was a hippie once energy, but now it, she's the fucking yeah, just CEO like, so everyone of, in the, the vice yeah, president, everyone in Seattle then. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I want to give you. So she joined Starbucks in two thousand and four. Guess which company she worked as the executive for before Starbucks? Um, uh, AutoZone, HP. No, no. Think more collapsed and gone. Oh, Sears. Not Sears, but you're getting closer. Like Kmart, R- May Company, like Robinson's May. No, so the first one is Toys R Us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now now think of now there's one more think of the most not here company from when we were kids you possibly can enron <laughs> <laughs> that would be too perfect <laughs> no blockbuster blockbuster, Block- it's gonna be blockbuster. It's, yes it's blockbuster oh my god holy fucking shit okay well they picked a great time to get this in right under the wire because they're about to be fucking cannibalized by finance capital oh, yeah no actually yeah yeah no she seems to leave companies like ah, just a few years before they collapse well, this is actually a pretty how convenient this is a pretty common thing in the business world to have a woman be the face of your company just as it's collapsing you know that's a good point. Yeah, no, and, absolutely. No, this is we love to see a girl boss decimating her empire. Like it's, <laughs> a, it's it's what happened to Yahoo. It's what happened to Tumblr. It happened to a bunch of oh uh, Reddit back when mm. Reddit was getting a lot of heat for not allowing child sex porn to be on there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And like overt racism, you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so. So here's some other information about Ross Ann, who I pr- I believe probably is here for like, you know, uh, hippie or woke reasons because it's Starbucks. Uh-huh. But also uh, she will probably. Oh, OK, I mean, she's going to still replace herself with a woman to be the face of the collapse. Oh, yeah, no, 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 you're right. So regardless, it says Ross Ann supports over 23. It says 230 comma zero zero. So I'm going to assume they mean 230,000, but it. 
looks like 23,000 with a comma in the incorrect place. <laughs> they're just fudging the numbers any way they can. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean literally this is a made up number. I mean unless it's European and the comma is is a a, a dot in which case it's Ross and supports over 230.00 Starbucks partners. I mean uh, you know <laughs> Like, I mean, I think it's a problem that they're segmenting employees into decimal points, but, you know, I don't, also, I don't know how to do that. What does supporting mean here? <laughs> Rossanne supports over 230,000 Starbucks partners, parentheses, employees, and parentheses. I oh, love thanks. that. No, no, thank <laughs> you. We're giving away the that. game to uh, to us reptiloids who can't understand what you mean <laughs> with your uh, very know. obvious corporate jargon. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, just, just notable. Um, Yeah. Uh, Ross Ann served on the board of the directors of Women's Food Service Forum through 2019. She studied pre-med at Lewis and Clark College in Portland State University in Portland. Why Why is there a medical school named after, you know, fucking colonizers? <laughs> yeah. I hate this. Yeah, Everything right. about, like, she would gaslight gatekey girl bossed her way all the way to the top of Starbucks. Just to have yeah. it, like, you know, decimated underneath her. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, which, no, no. You know, again, no like I said, good thing the union folks are doing what they're doing when they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Like, actually girl bossing her way. She spent three years based in Amsterdam as the vice president of operations there. Oh, <laughs> and, God. Of Amsterdam uh, or yeah, of she, Starbucks? She, Starbucks in Amsterdam. Oh, okay. I was like, you just said Amsterdam, and I was like, <laughs> she no, she, she still Starbucks. Amsterdam? <laughs> she girl she girl bossed Starbucks into Amsterdam and I probably did a bunch of drugs because she looks like the kind of person who's like, I did a bunch of drugs and I know how it means to connect to people and that's how I'm a good C oh, yeah. V V E C or V P, whatever it is. Um, God. Uh, okay, but also the experience living and operating a business abroad is essential to expanding her perspective on how companies and people can act as positive and productive global citizens. She served as the senior vice president and president Ugh. of Starbucks Canada for four years, and in that time, she doubled. Uh, she not only doubled the market share, but also helped establish the company as a retail industry leader in benefits, particularly mental well, health care. Well, okay, it's easy to do in Canada. Yeah, yeah there's, fuck you. There's two <laughs> things. It's like working internationally. You worked at a European like in Europe uh -huh. and like in a Western Europe, like yeah, she, also she worked internationally like, to, to uh, scale operational excellence for Starbucks stores across Europe, the Middle East and Africa from specifically Amsterdam, Canada and the United States. Like God, you know, those, <laughs> those Middle Eastern and African countries. Yeah. Okay. So, so the places where there are Starbucks in the Middle East are, is Dubai specifically? Right. Yeah. And then in Africa, it's South Africa. Yeah. No. You, like du Dubai the is the place. Capitalist households. D Dubai is the place you go when you live in Amsterdam, and you need to do something a little more illegal than what they let you do there. Yeah. God. Oh God. I also at this time she would have been VP or whatever she is during that whole like start a conversation thing about like having Starbucks employees just sort of bring up uh, right. structural racism. <laughs> Oh, yeah. To like people who are just like, I just need my coffee. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I want to point out here, you know, Ross Ann is a vocal advocate of equity, inclusion and diversity, both in the workplace and in the community. She helped support the creation of she, there, there's a lot of typos in this. She helped support the creation Starbucks formal commitments to diversity and inclusion and champions its ongoing social impact efforts. I'm so glad that this white woman yeah. was no, the no, head she, of that. She like, absolutely <laughs> probably had too much to do with the well, just bring it up just talk about it. people don't talk about their feelings enough so the baristas should just tell the black people who come in hey uh 
it's actually equity that I'm serving you now, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like have the black baristas and all, you know, like the the Latino baristas sort of just bring up racism and how like they probably experience it at the workplace by their like bosses or like the racist uh, customers that come in. Yeah. Yeah. Just have them bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like an easy and fun, casual conversation to have. I transitioned <laughs> primarily while working at a subway. And let me tell you, I had a lot of conversations with customers, many of which were actually productive. Uh, most of which were really, really awful and bad for my mental health <laughs> about being trans and all the things they didn't understand. Because, it, you know, when when you're trans, they just bring it up for you. You have that chance. I'm Actually, sure, like every fucking like non-white employee at these Starbucks is like, what do you mean bring up race? They bring it up all the time. I'm constantly talking to these fuckers about it. Right. Also, it's not like yeah. it's as a person of color, it's really hard not to like have an interaction based upon your race because you can't really hide it. Yeah. It's there. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty obvious. Every and... conversation I have is tinged by me being trans. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's when you are obviously queer, obviously trans, obviously uh, not white. It's really hard to have that conversation or it's really hard to not have that conversation because other people often just bring it up uh-huh. uh, when you're yeah, like, like, when you're like, I'm just here to serve you coffee. It's like, I would prefer you talk yeah, to me less. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not your fucking like go to like magical trans friend to answer your fucking <laughs> questions about like, Hey, so like you got like, are you collecting bits down there? Like your Pokemon? Like what? How's that work? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, look, if you want to pay me time and a half, including for the time I'm sleeping this shit off, then you absolutely can. Like, I'll have more of those conversations, but that's the minimum. Yeah. I, I don't need someone to like point out that uh, I'm Mexican and uh, ask me if I can speak Spanish or say something in Spanish to them while I'm trying to give them a bagel. <laughs> you know, El bagel. Gracias. They do that. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you seem you seem gay. Say something to me with the word like in it. I, oh, see, that doesn't happen in California. No, that doesn't happen in California. Because <laughs> every, everyone says like it's it's That's just, just how they talk there. Yeah. It's unfortunately just how we talk here. <laughs> hey, bro, say something with up talk for me. Oh, see, that that may be a little bit that's more. That's, that's, that's homophobic. <laughs> that's a little homophobic i'm making light of ongoing (laughs) encounters with racism but i'm also like yeah god fuck i know this i know the trans version of this i no, yeah ah. this is hey intersectionality it's a thing yeah it is isn't it (laughs) imagine imagine if you know if someone was like black and trans imagine if they both of those conversations conversations, right yeah i'm literally just like trans and autistic and that's enough to already make it so that service employment is living hell like beyond this like what the fuck is there you know like jesus christ just again all employment is living hell but Uh intersectionality teaches us that we're all on the same side and certain people Mm -hmm. have it even more of a goddamn living hell all the time Right. And it's not just like the thing that sucks is Ross Ann has heard the term intersectionality and has divorced it from all of its like, you know, worker oriented and like, you know, socialist oriented roots. Ross Ann thinks intersectionality is what happened to Sam. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who, by the way, is half white. (laughs) There you go. It all comes together. You crash your forerunner into someone who isn't white. Yeah. Or only halfway. <laughs> God, that's another conversation navigating as someone who's like racially ambiguous. Sam and I have that all the time. Yeah. Because uh, he's half Filipino, but gets mistaken as like Mexican or white all the time. 
And, you know, people love having a conversation about like all these Asians bringing COVID. Um, and like, I also they realize, yeah, yeah. And I just sit at this like sort of like racial ambiguous space. I, I talk about yeah. it with my, um, with my cousin who's Mexican, Japanese and white, like mm-hmm. just like sort of this, like people don't know how to talk to you until they're like, well, what are you? And it's like, don't, don't ask it that way. That's, like yeah. I'm okay with like, yeah. I'm okay with talking to you about like, cause like, uh, and I, I talked to my cousin about this, like, yeah, no, this is an interesting mix of things. Like, you know, culture's weird like that. And, you know, yeah. it's fine if, like, you want to talk about this, uh, like, from a not sort of, like, I'm in a human zoo perspective. Yeah, like, because um, you're, I don't know, interested? Because <laughs> you find uh-huh. me interesting and human? Like, right. No, I find like, you interesting. Specifically, uh, what ridges your your former labial-cranial skull is made up of? Now, if I could just grab my force here. <laughs> yeah. like la- labial-cranial? Labial-cranial, yeah. It refers to the brain's pussy, which I believe is one of the on it. Oh. Why are we laughing? Oh, Why God. are we laughing at the very respectable and, and ancient art of phenology? God. <laughs> I like science. I trust science. I believe in science. God. Oh, oh good. L- liberal racist Louisiana sheriff. Great. Uh-huh. I, I, I love, yeah, I love this idea of like, now nah, that, that Fauci fella, he's making some, some strides in, uh, in all sorts of, all sorts of medicine. I believe that by the year 18, 18- 96 we ought to be uh, we ought to be at the point where we'll have people back to work and be working. <laughs> trust me on that <laughs> oh god, god. Yeah, this is gonna be kellogg's new it, it's the fucking you know real crispy crispy crunchy cereal because it's just like kfc bits uh and yeah the new uh, oh. new mascot is like hey what if tony the tiger was racist <laughs> I really, I don't know. I get nods vibes from that, that, that mascot. Yeah, yeah. So I assume it is. Well, if you ever, if you and Sam ever want to like come on the podcast and just talk about that experience and we will uh, relate oh, no, to I it, would, the I, ways in which uh-huh, like, no, totally. what even if, are you? Even my, even, even <laughs> that's my, a good, that's a good show. Yeah. Even my cousin, he's great. He's, he could talk for hours, which is wonderful. And that's what a podcast is. Funny yeah. enough. One yeah. Of, one hey, of these you days. know, I, I got a record button for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'd be great. He's a, he's a sweet fella too. Um, Aww. but, uh, you know, solidarity forever with the Starbucks workers and workers everywhere. That's all I got to say yeah. to close this, uh, this section out because like, yeah. it's, a, it's amazing that people are unionizing in places that we never really thought could unionize. And I just want to yeah. see it roll out even more. And if this destroys Starbucks or chains, that's even Hell better. Yeah. Because yeah. you're yeah, just gonna fuck it. you're gonna take that unionization energy and take it to like what wherever you work, and that's good. <laughs> like that's great. We we just need more yeah. of this. But uh, you know what else we need more of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> please, <laughs> not a break. please. Bring it back to what really matters, which is our podcast. Yeah, and the little numbers that go up sometimes and give us little uh uh-huh. little addiction uh, chemical dependency boosts. Do you have an old cell phone with a cracked screen in your house? Turn it on, boot up the podcast app, and subscribe to us from a different account. Yeah. And just keep doing that until the algorithm favors. Yeah, just leave it on auto update forever with like <laughs> Don't a, use your a 200 gig. Just use your data. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Look, fine. If you do that, the algorithm will favor us and we will get more listeners because we go up slowly. But if you do that, we'll go up much faster and yeah. then we'll go up faster. Because <laughs> yeah. once you hit like, once you hit like a thousand listeners, 
like regularly, you start going up considerably faster until you kind of hit your peak. Yeah. But below that, it's just kind of like you got what you got and we love all of you. Yeah. So just leave a comment wherever you, uh, you know, listen to podcasts and just say, hey, these these folks are great. Tell your group chat. Yeah. But uh, if you really want to support us, you could uh, uh, support us on Patreon. Like these fine folks, shout out to all of our patrons, especially Jorge, Tim, Alexander, the Warlock Phosphorus, Alex, Drew, Conduit of... I fucking... This is so funny. Andrew, Conduit of Existential Dread of Fatherhood Itself, Broobs, Caleb, Eli, Jack, Jajulian, Knightley, Lizzie, Malwin, Olive Lotion Wizard, Rufus, Not a Mole Rat, Samantha, Scott, Sophia, The Brilliant Dr. Fly, Tyler, The Revan Lawnham Hollywood, Dylan, Julia, and Ryan. Thank you all so very much for plugging this show along yeah we, we really do appreciate it like uh this is the time of the year to reflect and i've been doing a lot of reflecting of like just how great our audience is all of yeah. you are wonderful you, yeah yeah you know. like fucking getting in like our replies on twitter and shit and, like, yeah. that's super fun you know, yeah just supporting the show like yeah you know it's it's little shit but like you know it's uh-huh. fucking yeah it's nifty yeah i I, nice. I i like i like posting from the show account and seeing all the people that like our show and mm-hmm. listen and go like oh i know you you fucking listen to this other show i like yeah and our, i don't yeah. know i think that's cool watching actually pe- watching people actually have us in our in their spotify wrapped and actually seeing our own spotify wrapped for like the, in show. the top three yeah like wild wild like anyone (laughs) listens to us (laughs) i love it that feels Mm -hmm. yeah that feels good well you know if you we're not screaming into the void we're screaming into your ears yeah and you know maybe there's just no space between your ears it's just some sort of case uh welcome uh you're among you're among friends (laughs) honestly yes um but in uh, which case we're you're smart we love you everyone is worth it don't listen to don't be like the people on the show who hate themselves. Oh, no. We'll let Leave that to us. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't need you to hate me. I got that covered. Yeah. No, actually, I'm I don't expert. feel that way about myself. Oh, I do all the time. It's wonderful. Sometimes I feel weird. I feel like I like myself a lot more than some other people like themselves, and it feels weird. Oh, no. No, no. That's, that's queen all shit. Of you are, no, that's... All, all of you... I'm fine like, with you liking yourself. You both yourself. are so cool and funny. Thank and you. you're deprecating. Oh, yes. It's a defense. I worry bit. sometimes. Well, hopefully the little the little gay people who live in my PayPal think the same. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you do find it in your heart to uh, support us on Patreon, that'd be great. You get a whole bunch of uh, bonus content. Uh, we do a bonus show prior to this recording. That's why we're so limber and good at uh, transitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, you get the junk. You get the unfiltered, <laughs> like, you know, you get that, like, good, frothy morning piss. Well, you get, uh, our, you get our podcast form. Yeah, you get a lot of our sex stories, too. I I just, I kiss and tell on that podcast so much. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, need, yeah. I need to do that more. I just need to be having some more sex. Yeah. You know what they Not say. enough. A gentleman never tells, but Dennis is anything but gentle. Uh, then, yeah. Well, that's that? not. And, that, is that how we uh-huh. pitch and, it? And, and I am a lady, so you will get the whole fucking story. <laughs> But you also get our, the whole fucking uh, story. <laughs> uh, we also have. Uh, I'm so sorry. Do you think people listen through us trying to like get to the ending because we're still funny, but also <laughs> oh. it's just like they're just like, please, please stop. I think maybe a little bit. I mean, I would, but also like, God, yeah, we say we're ending so long after, ago. Like everything being fucking horrible and depressing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, please. But, Please finish the ending. Yeah. Uh, if you do subscribe, you get a whole bunch of cool bonus content. Like uh, uh, like I mentioned, we do a bonus episode before each of these. Uh, we have some really cool interviews. 
with uh, labor organizers. You also will get access to uh, Dolphins and Garages, our D&D podcast, uh, a month earlier than everyone else. Um, our D&D podcast is uh, a lot of fun. These two are just some of the most amazing uh, D&D players that have ever uh, had the experience to play with. Uh, one uh, of these days, we will I do it in person. Fuzzy every time you say that. You're just a really good storyteller. That's just it. You're a very good storyteller, and I love it. Uh-huh. Um, and I can't wait. One day we will do it in person. Um, and yeah, will, I do voices. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I mean, you're you're both very good storytellers, uh, along with Artemis, yeah. who uh, like just I don't know. She's got a talent for it. It's really great. Yeah, we um, can all see this like three dimensional fantasy world in their heads around us, like a movie or a video game, and we are just. We're approaching this mythical space in our heads like you would be playing Oblivion. Like, oh, I wonder if I could, I don't know, shoot just the bird the off of that tree there. branch. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I just keep jumping at this mountain that's 45 degrees, uh, if I could <laughs> climb up it. Turns out, yes. Yeah. See the mountain, you can yeah. climb it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's an awesome podcast. Please uh, please give it a listen, because um, uh, that Spotify rap was a lot of fun to look at, too, but it was very tiny. <laughs> Yeah, and we were able to enjoy it because we do not receive money from Spotify, nor do we expect it. Anyone who, like, is an actual artist who puts things on Spotify and they need money, like, they did not post a Spotify rap. They hated that shit because, like, they do not get paid. Yeah, no. And so uh, I felt bad about posting it for that reason, but whatever. It said we were getting more listeners slowly, and it was nice. Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah, just uh, you can get it for as low as a dollar a month because that's as low as Patreon lets you. Um, But yeah, you'll get access to everything. And uh, we really like uh, all the stuff that we post. So, you know, have at it. Well, we're going to do like some uh, like movie watching and stuff that'll be uh, probably on the Discord. But uh, if if we record that, that'll be probably Patreon exclusive. Whatever it is, if you're in the Patreon, you're getting it early. That's just the deal. Yeah. So, you know, if you like us. Just consider it. And if, it, you know, if it's too much to ask, like I said, uh, posting a comment about how much you like us is free. And that also yeah. really helps us out. I don't too. I, I don't get podcasts from anywhere that has comments sections. It's just like directly RSS feed off of the Anchor FM. But that yeah. still gives us numbers in yeah. a way that I think uh, boosts us on Spotify. Yeah, if, I guess if we're on Anchor, it's Spotify. So if you leave a comment on Spotify, that counts. All right. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. Spotify, Apple go Podcasts, go, wherever. Just. Just go write leave a comment on a, our podcast anywhere that hosts our podcast that has comments. You don't actually have to be subscribed no, 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 for it no, no, to no. matter. Graffiti a gas station bathroom stall. Even like, yeah. a real one. Well, we're gonna make know. some like InfoWars style stickers that just say Psychic Dolphin Garage and then have like I don't know, hey, whatever the yeah, guess two, who, two years from now QR code is. Guess who just got a fucking cricket and can make a bunch of stickers now that just have a a, a fucking QR code and shit. What I'm is gonna it? have so much fun doing this stuff. Oh but, yeah, buddy. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, just talk, if you have commie friends, or even if you don't, I, I feel like we have a very approachable uh, so, oh, this is, I way believe, to get into communism, I think. Yeah, I, I believe on literally the previous episode, which you don't have because I had such a fucking busy week that I haven't finished it yet. Bo and I did talk about giving it to people you hate, oh, I believe. yeah. <laughs> if I'm remembering the correct episode, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can we please end this podcast? We have to end this podcast. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to end it because I'm hungry. <laughs> Every second we we're talking is more editing I have to do this week. You can't do this to me. <laughs> it's okay. Right, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. See, it's that easy. Bye. Can you explain what an NFT is?
non-fungible token, which is basically a digital contract that's on the blockchain. So you can sell anything. Art, music, experiences, physical objects. I know that Beeple is an artist. Awesome. Yeah, so awesome. And, and he had like 300 pictures in one digital picture. I thought that was interesting, and I go, well, I can never do that. Paris Hilton, everybody, cooking with Paris.